So, how's life, Jolene Lehman? That's not how you say your name, is it? It's Jolene. Or Joe. Everyone who knows me in real life calls me Joe, but if you've met me first through the internet, you call me Jolene because that's you, my name. call Facebook. you Jolene. Wait, yeah, is, it's... I've, I've never heard of Jolene. Is that a name? <laughs> Start off by insulting you. <laughs> so, actually, um, my mom always wished that she could be called Joe. Okay. And but she didn't like any of the Joe names. Uh-huh. So until her brother met and married a Joe Lynn and she's like, Oh, I like that one. Cool. But then I was born after five brothers. So like the three girls first them, five boys and then me. And one of mom's church friends told her that she did not know why. After having five boys she would finally have a little girl with name or two boys' names put together. So you know. Do do people ever name girls just Joe? Is that a thing? I, I don't know. Not very often. All right. Well, this has been some riveting content. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. <laughs> okay. So, um, you have a Mennonite last name. So, um, you, you are ethnically Mennonite, correct? Yes. Um, what kind of Mennonite? Um, so, I grew up Eastern Mennonite. Well, technically our fam- family was Washington County Mennonite until it was nine, and then we moved from Maryland to um, Washington State. Okay. So, so that's like the super conservative. Pretty. Like nationwide, more conservative than Beachy, right? Um, it's kind of different, but it is like, you know, black vehicles yeah. or like dark vehicles. Um, I don't know. All yeah. I, I grew up beachy, and there's kind of like, th- this is my understanding of conservative Mennonites. There's BMA, then there's like Keystone, and and then there's like beachy, and then there's Nationwide and Eastern. Is that, is that pretty accurate? That's fair. Okay. So you grew up Eastern, and then you moved to Washington and became so it, something else? Um, is that right? I was Eastern in Washington State. So like my family originally like was Washington County Mennonite. In Maryland. Okay. So, which is um, more conservative than Eastern. Mm. Fun. And when, but when I was nine, so in 06, we moved from Maryland to um, Washington State. My mom was originally from Oregon, like a more liberal church out there. Okay. And so they moved back to the West Coast and gotcha. we're Eastern. So, 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 how was that? It was great. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. So. You don't appear to, to still be conservative Mennonite, so what happened? You think? <laughs> yeah. How long ago was the the big leap? Um, so it was kind of a gradual pro- pro- process for me. So in November of 2019, I mm-hmm. moved from Washington State to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I attended an Eastern church in Pennsylvania for about three months, not even that long. And like January of 2020, then I like, I actually attended a Holiness Pentecostal church for a while. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. It was great. Anyway. This is when all of hell was breaking loose with COVID. And that was like right, it yeah. was like right before COVID. Kind of. Okay. Um, and... That was, I didn't actually tell anyone that I was like, I was 22, but you know, still very um, much a child. 
in some and, and in the two years since then, you've become an adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. That was like sarcasm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I live on sarcasm, so. Good. Excuse me. Keep it coming. Um, anyway. And so when I first atten- started attending like the Pentecostal church, I didn't tell anyone where I was like, that that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was living at my sister's in Pennsylvania. And then one um, day, one Sunday, on the way home from church, well, I'd gone to friends after, on the way home, I had a car accident. Mm. And suddenly everyone was wondering why I was where I was when I had one. <laughs> That's not on the way to the Mennonite church. <laughs> yeah, that was very unfortunate. <laughs> So I love how that's the bad part of the car accident. (laughs) You were going to the wrong church and you got found out. That's what was so terrible about this accident. It it was honestly like that was the terrible part about it. Anyway, (laughs) apparently it wasn't too bad of an accident or maybe the the church thing was even worse. Like even if you almost died, Mm -hmm. it's still the church. It was a fairly bad accident, but you know, that was still the worst. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um, that, of course, started a chain of events. My um, family was obviously not very happy. My um, dad told me that I could not, that he talked to the minister out there. I was, like, technically still a member of the Eastern Church, and... Mm -hmm. um, he talked to the minister and he said that they decided that to tell me that I just cannot go back to that church again. I just need to go to an Eastern church. And <clears throat> okay, it's one way to do it. <laughs> following the chain of events, I am, you know, an unmarried woman. So um, I need some to man to guide me. So <laughs> Anyway, um, as luck would have it, COVID hit, and I ended up not really going to any church at all because everything's shut up now for COVID. I went to um, a different Eastern church for a little bit, and you know, anyway, and then no, no church at all. Anyway, and so why were you interested in the Holiness Church? So what? So what started it was I had I had two um, coworkers who mm. were Holiness Pentecostal, and I attended once and didn't really I attended just you know to go with a friend and Uh I actually kind of loved it I loved the um the um high (laughs) emotional high yeah (laughs) the I mean it, it was great but you know they were very you know speaking in tongues and yeah um so I've been to a lot of charismatic churches and conferences that's a little different from like pentecostal holiness i don't know much about pentecostal holiness were they like what kind of music do they have um was it hillsong and bethel or was it more like traditional songs that they just got really hyper about with like guys in full suits like (laughs) jumping up and down (laughs) the aisles it is pretty um just traditional songs like i knew a lot of the songs just from like my upbringing mm-hmm. um with slightly different um slightly different tunes or like a tune that has obviously they have just shifted it mm-hmm. um yeah 
loud instruments, loud singing, um, speaking in tongues, very, very fiery pre- preaching. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I subconsciously plug my ears. But anyway, um, yeah, it, yeah. Did you have any experiences there that you think were real? Did you speak in tongues? I did. Full, full confession. <laughs> <laughs> I did not speak in tongues. Oh, man. We'll get um, you there tonight. No, you won't. <laughs> you uh, said you liked the emotional high of it, but... Do, do you, I, like, yeah, what, what, what was that experience like? So... <clears throat> I, like... I don't know. I don't know how to word it. Um... The, you know, the getting, so honestly, one of the things that I miss the most about the Mennonites or like about, you know, going to church every Sunday is like the music yeah. and that kind of like, and the Holiness Pentecostal is just like exemplified that. Mm-hmm. And what kind of music you said it's similar songs, but did they have like piano instrumentation? Yeah, they had okay. instruments. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. Um, standing and swaying and lifting up hands and moving with the, yeah. you know, and you can totally get into it. So, cool. Yeah. All right. So you started going to Mennonite church for a little bit after your minister told you you had to, and then COVID hit, and so you kind of didn't go to church. Right. Um, were you pretty much like just done with Mennonites at that point, or like, where were you at? What prompted you to go there? You said you just went because you wanted to be with friends, but like, what what kind of burst the bubble for the Mennonites for you? Um, so this almost you need to start back about seven years ago, um, to the night my brother died, hmm. and <clears throat> there was kind of I feel like up to that point I was um, I was like more into like I didn't really hadn't really seen what I see now I guess um and there are a couple things that are so even about my brother drowned and um it's okay (laughs) I mean whatever yeah anyway and like I remember that night it took us several hours to find him and it was about 9.30 9.30 at night that they, the dive team finally got there and found his body. And I remember standing in a circle around his body on the riverbank and um, a bunch of the church people, like all but two families were gathered there. And we stood in a circle around his body and we sang, um, Oh Lord, my God. And um, that was partly <clears throat> due to the fact it was kind of a family song, mm-hmm. but also the night before on the way home from church, um, he had sang this at the top of his lungs in the back of the... Mm-hmm. Anyway, and there's something so... Um, beautiful and so sad about that. Yeah. Um, something so beautiful in like just resting on God or just... But then also, everything within me was screaming, like, he literally died. Like, he literally died. But, you know, we're mm. praising God in this moment. Yeah. Which, 
know. Anyway, um, that event and things after that also, like, triggered a lot of, um, a lot of processing to things that had happened before, um, I, I am going to try to be careful what I say because sure. I know that the listening base that's listening to this. It's not um, very big. <laughs> I know. Don't worry about it. You think but, Eastern and nationwide people are listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> they will now. <laughs> you might be surprised. Um, it kind of, it basically just triggered some stuff that had happened, some abuse and stuff that had happened before. And I started, like, processing through that and started looking at things that I had viewed as totally normal that maybe should not have been. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so that was kind of my move from Washington to Pennsylvania was kind of the um, maybe running away. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, yes, it was running away. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so, you're not too into the Mennonites because of some experiences, some bad experiences you had, and then, is that is that what I'm hearing? Uh, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and then you kind of run away and try out the Pentecostals for a hot minute, and then COVID hits, and so you're not going to church anyways, um, and then eventually you just continue not going to church. Is that, is that how we get to the fact that you did your nails this morning? Oh, oh. <laughs> we're talking Sunday, about the nails the again. Way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> that was a great church service. Um. Mm. So. <laughs> um. Somewhere in that process, as I. So where were we? Were we were back in like. March of 2020. Mm-hmm. And so I was like technically still a member of Eastern. So I tried to respect their guidelines. And then at one point, one point I decided that I didn't really. Um, I attended, like I tried some other churches. I actually kind of before I kind of at one point was more Calvinistic in my beliefs. <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't laugh. All right. How did that happen? That was, that was a great confession I just made and you're laughing at me. How did that happen? <laughs> that one was unexpected. <laughs> um, it happened because basically I was, so during COVID, I wasn't going to church, but I was like listening to lots of sermons on YouTube and stuff and mm-hmm. Yeah, I found a Calvinistic preacher. Who? And I would need to go look up his name again. Oh, man. Can't think of it right off the top. John but MacArthur, he's like, John Piper, Paul Washer. No, not Paul Washer. <laughs> um, I can't think of his name right now. Right, anyway, fine. so I kind of went down this whole bunny trail. It was, it was great. Anyway, and... Um, where I was going with that. So then 
Um, all of, so, so in the same, in the same time frame, I'm kind of like, I am, I'm actually was living at my sister's in Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to get into her story much, but she had a whole, um, uh, salvation experience in this whole thing. And she's like a fairly well-known, um, author in the Mennonite circles. And wait, she was a Mennonite and then she got saved. Yes. later again yes at 35 years of age and became a less conservative mennonite she's still mennonite she's in the same well technically she's um she was excommunicated about two months ago but for getting saved <laughs> pretty much okay um, <laughs> um yeah so she kind of was <clears throat> watching some of the reactions to me and relating to me and so that because of that i feel kind of um a little bit guilty i don't know uh-huh. but someone told her recently that her that her sister has like basically thrown everything away that they heard that she was what my sister's whatever they heard that she was sister threw everything away so she was just following a couple steps behind never mind the fact that she's washington county mennonite and she has a husband and nine children that are still part of the church mm-hmm. anyway basically she was also sorting it was basically um she was excommunicated because of her belief that hell does not last forever so oh. or the so it's great yeah yeah great um by the way hell does not last forever I okay agree. okay yeah. <laughs> it fire generally consumes people it doesn't just anyway okay i think she believes that you get um a second chance at, oh universalism yeah that's another step. I'm not a universalism. I'm a annihilationist. So um, somewhere in between ECT and universalism. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Sorry, that's not necessarily universalism. But maybe a form of I it. I forget what. So, like, what she literally, what she literally did is for, uh, um, she started reading just simply the bible and like nothing else and studying it extensively and Mm -hmm. had a whole salvation experience and like she never had before and but that is very terrifying to some people so um and this was still in 2020 and then um, somewhere along this, I'm not going to continue on her story much more because it's kind of her story, but it feels like it kind of aligns with mine, um, mm-hmm. except that I kind of went a different direction. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and through this whole time, I like, I prayed desperately for god to hear me i like for years and didn't feel like he ever did and it was at this and so then i kind of went this whole calvinistic thing and i'm like okay so everything that happens i mean you know 
God just like planned all this. Like I have no choice in this matter. And then. So that was maybe even a little comforting to you at that point. Right? It was. Yeah. It yeah. was. And even like with some things like my brother's death and some of that stuff, it was just, you know. But then it also was like very um, um, angering too. So kind of both. Yeah. Anyway. And I'm not sure. It was about um, July, June, July, August of last year that I, I remember the night that I first told one of my friends that I actually don't, um, I told one other person, but I told like one of my real life friends that I didn't um, actually believe in God or I didn't rather um, if the God that I was raised to believe in does exist that I don't really care if I don't serve him mm. and that night my friend was reeling and kind of took it out on me in their whole because we were really close which I don't blame them that's okay um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. That was the night I decided that I had tried for years and maybe it was time to quit trying. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the devil just got me. But anyway, that Uh happened. So This was within six months of moving to Pennsylvania? This was a year and a half. So I moved to Pennsylvania... Um, August, I was actually almost two years, August of 2019. Okay. And then this was like whole of 2020. I had, like, I stopped going to church, but I still, um, well, I attended a BMA church for the longest time. Did you wear a jean skirt? No, I did not. I actually still, um, dressed Eastern until I, or dressed more Eastern. And then I switched to like a, um. The lace veiling then that was sad, but edgy. Yeah, I know. Felt very BMA. Yeah, so beautiful. But no jean skirts. No, no jean skirts. I I love to sew, so I love to sew my own dresses. Cool. Anyway, um, jean skirts would have also been holiness Pentecostal. Oh yeah, there you go. You had two chances. Yeah, I didn't take them. I don't really like jean skirts. (laughs) Um. But, like, in this whole, <clears throat> and actually, technically, I was still a member of the Eastern Church until, like, March of 2021. So, like, for a whole year later. like, And, ironically, like, I did not attend an Eastern Church for about a year, and I was still a member of an Eastern Church. Um, the thing that kind of finally cinched it was when I'd had Facebook for a while, and the deacon from that church called Dad and said that they got a list of everyone who has Facebook and Joanna's... Wait, you're not allowed to have Facebook? No. Okay. You're not allowed to have internet access. You cannot have social media um, unless... You cannot have um, internet access unless it's for business use. So you can't have personal use. You are um, not supposed to have smartphones. Well, the meme group is kind of a business, so... Oh, okay. (laughs) You're fine. Yeah, funnily. Anyway, so 
evidently they had gotten a list of everyone that was part of the church that had Facebook and I was on the list. So, and the church had like literally let things quick, quick question. Mm-hmm. How do you find out if someone's on Facebook unless you are on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a very good point. And actually for a little bit, the, you know, people were speculating about how they got this list and do they actually um, have a spy or like, how does that work? But I actually think it's more, um, you know, the um okay, this sounds really terrible to say but i'm gonna say it anyway um ex mennonites like yeah. ex mennonites that are still leaving the mennonites are some of the most dangerous friends to have okay as an ex mennonite because the ex mennonites who have like one foot in and one foot out uh-huh. um they get brownie points if they turn these people in for things so if you are on <laughs> this is so weird. So I grew up beachy, and some of this makes sense, but it's kind of a whole new level. I feel like <laughs> it's like a gang or something. Bruh, I have people. I have people. Okay, so I said like is this you how made... you earn a living? <laughs> no, no, sadly, I'm just too far gone. But I'm the one that the people keep reporting. So, <laughs> oh my. so do you remember on my so. When I said about people listening to this, the problem is, <clears throat> you remember all my hair, when my hair profile picture blew up, yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> it wasn't a hair profile picture, it was literally just profile picture. But anyway, yeah. when it blew up, I think it was Rebecca Mui came on there and commented about <clears throat> that people are spying or whatever. But I literally have people who watch my Facebook and stuff and report back to my family. And Still. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's good times. Anyway, it makes for really great um, trips to my parents house anyway um so (laughs) okay so basically they turned this whole list of people who have facebook so Uh this is where i'm saying it is the people that are still they are on the outs but yet they want to find favor with those who are inside if you go and you like gossip to them like what they're doing then maybe maybe they'll like you more because you think that that is terrible yeah so that is so strange. Yeah. Anyway, great politics there. Yeah. So. Um. Anyway, this list came out, and I, like, my dad knew that I had Facebook. Like everyone, I was like not hiding it because I didn't really care about being a member there. I just never had actually gone through the motions to. Um. Anyway, so when my dad told me that, that was. The moment that I flew out there, kind of because I wanted um, to attend church one time as a member, last time as a member, because <laughs> it was actually very sad for me. Yeah. Because I taught special ed there for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had a lot of people that I loved there. And mm-hmm. yeah, anyway. Um, so. I flew out there one last time, removed my membership, and that was in, like, March. I mean, it took a little bit more. I mean, I told them I wanted to remove my membership, but it wasn't until a little bit later when they made an announcement with, like, nine people in it mm-hmm. about this technology that they let slide for, like, literally four years. Nine people and, got excommunicated? Um, no. Okay. Um, I removed my member membership, or 
whatever excommunicated I removed I technically removed it before mm. they could excommunicate me and then someone else removed I it. quit before you get fired yeah that was <laughs> kind of the yeah nice anyway and then there's just like a bunch of other people who had to like make confessions and stuff because they had had gotcha anyway so this was a year ago yeah this was like March of 2021 okay but then like even then, I continued to, like, I still, like, dress like a bit late and stuff, everything until August, when I was working <clears throat> at a Washington County Mennonite store, like, runs for, like, fast food, mm-hmm. deli place. Anyway, and when I quit there, then I, like, changed how I dressed, and, like, I kind of made this up. I, instead of continuing to do gradually, I was like, this is the, anyway. Yeah. And that was in August of last year. Gotcha. So for a year, you weren't sure if you believed in God, but you were still kind of being a Mennonite. I was more, yeah, I was also being a hypocrite. (laughs) So. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like July of 21. I'm like, you know what? This is how I feel. And so I'm actually going to be honest about it. So. Yeah. So, I don't know how much you want to go into this, but you mentioned you were, like, praying for God to hear you. I'm not sure exactly Mm -hmm. what the words were that you used. And you felt like he didn't. So, what would it have looked like if he had heard you? So, and in this whole process, I have countless times where I, like, rededicated my life to the Lord. Or I, you know... What would it have looked like if he had heard me? To be honest, I don't 100% know. Um, but, and there's some of this that I don't want to get into. Like, exactly sure. what um, what some of the stuff that was going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I can't tell the whole story. Yeah, that's fine. So so you're not that. sure what it would have looked like, but you're pretty certain it didn't happen, that mm. he heard you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. we're just going to leave it at that for, the, yeah. for this time being. Huh. Do, did you ever try to get into apologetics and do all that, or is that <laughs> not even, like, the issue? Like, what do you mean? So apologetics, you know what that means, right? Apologetics is, it's, it's like the defense of the Christian faith, basically. So people like William Lane Craig or Lee Strobel who make logical arguments for God's existence and for the truth of Christianity and try to prove it, you know, using hard Mm. facts and that sort of thing. So I did. Okay, so. I'm going to kind of backtrack just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, even the one thing I, for years, have um, struggled with, like, depression, etc. And as a professing Christian, I was taught that that was wrong to be... Um, I don't know if I was taught it as much as I, like, felt... It's kind of the vibes you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even, I mean, I was on depression medication for a little bit and 
I had um, a family member who was very upset at me for like, because you don't basically, God is supposed to be everything, which, and now to this, to this day, I kind of find it um, kind of funny when people look at my Facebook profile pictures, etc., and try to determine whether I'm happy or not and tell me that I don't look happy. And the fact of the matter is I'm not always happy, but I am finally at a place where like, I'll admit that I'm not happy Uh because that is just life. Right. But (sighs) okay. I kind of, kind of got a little sidetracked here. So basically, um, how do I put this into words? Looking at the cold hard facts of what of why God ex- or whether God exists or not, mm-hmm. so I can go on the whole bunny trail and go down to the the of the like the terrible things that God has allowed to happen or has not stopped, but then again, and see, and this is where I do not um, call myself an atheist. Actually, um, I'm often referred to as an atheist, and I do actually sometimes call myself an atheist. But if you act just because it's easier for people to um, understand because I'm not necessarily denying the existence of God. Mm-hmm. I am just saying um, maybe it's maybe it's worse. I don't know. I'm just saying that like if he does exist, like the God that I was taught to believe in, the God that would exist, I don't. You're not into <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So yeah, I don't know if I've answered. So even if even if someone could logically prove that God existed, if it's the God that you've been taught about and experienced, you wouldn't be into serving Him. Right. My kid keeps getting out of bed. Um, Hang on a sec. Okay. So, you, you know, you went to different churches and experienced different faith traditions, Mm. so clearly you've encountered different gods, so to speak, Mm -hmm. than the one you were taught about. Um, So maybe, I'm, I'm just trying to make sense of what you said, so maybe it's not necessarily like what the extremely conservative Mennonites taught you about him as much as what you've experienced in life mm-hmm. is that is that fair to say fair yeah okay yeah and and it sounds like it's some form of the problem of evil so the problem of evil and this all sounds very like clinical okay. <laughs> i don't mean for it to be like that <laughs> i love how you're but, diagnosing me here Titus. Yeah. <laughs> the problem of evil says that if if god is all powerful and all loving why does he allow suffering right um and I'm going to answer that. No, I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> I, that, so there, answer there's, there's answers to that question that a lot of people have tried to give. Um, they're called theodicies. It's a whole like branch of, of study within Christianity. None of them like are that satisfying to me. Um, I think there's some good answers to the question. And a lot of people will say, 
okay, here's a logical answer to that question, but we understand that even if we can logically answer it, it's not going to like emotionally satisfy people, mm-hmm. right? So there's a difference between like your brain being able to analyze whether this is logically possible for an all-powerful God who's all good to allow suffering. There's a difference between your brain like coming up with some way that that could actually take place and be and make sense and your heart being able to accept it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's um I don't, I don't really have any, any <laughs> anything to say except that I thought you were going to give me an answer here. So I've experienced a lot of suffering too. I I in my teen years I struggled a lot with um, religious OCD and depression and didn't want to continue living um, for most of my teen years. And like, I think like mental health issues, I've, I've experienced, you know, different types of suffering. My mom passed away when I was 18 and, you know, we all experience hard times obviously, Mm -hmm. but I'm sorry though. Yeah. Thank you. Mental health issues are the worst, (laughs) at least in my mind from all the, the crappy things that have happened, whether it's physical pain or like illness or losing a loved one, um, none of it, at least in my experience, holds a candle to depression. <laughs> um, so I, I get it. Like it's, it is horrible. Um, like I have a friend right now who I have, yeah, multiple friends who are, are dealing with it. Um, and I still do from time to time. I, in my twenties, I, I think I, I guess I found tools to help myself kind of overcome it. Like I, I tried a lot of things. One time I, one time I got on a plane and flew to Oklahoma to an exorcist to try to get demons cast out of me. <laughs> and then, and then after he tried to cast demons out of me and it didn't work, he got really mad and started like cussing me out. <laughs> so that wasn't that really? wasn't a great experience. Literally, I had a discussion with someone else today whose family tried to have an exorcism because they dyed their hair red. And so I'm trying to get the devil out of them. I, mean, hey. I love this. The demons come in with the red hair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I tried meds. Medication didn't really help me. And I know a lot of people found help from medication, which is great. But <clears throat> what what helped me is a form of cognitive behavioral therapy. Have you ever heard of that? Okay. It's like where you kind of retrain your mind, fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which I tell people that, and they're like, "Yeah, that would never work." So it, it's certainly not for everyone, but there's this idea within like brain science called neuroplasticity, which is basically what it sounds like. Like your brain is kind of like, it's kind of like plastic and that it's moldable. And if you're on like a certain pattern or if you're in a certain pattern of thinking, it's possible to through different exercises, like carve new trails through your brain (laughs) Because our brains, like our brains, react to, of course, to trauma and to all kinds of things. I mean, they're physical. Um, so I, I don't actually know much about brain. You shouldn't listen to me, <laughs> brains. <laughs> but yeah, I I did that to myself, like in my early twenties, before even hearing the term um, cognitive behavioral therapy. And then later, I was reading about, it and I was like, oh, this is this is what I did to myself. Um, but yeah, I totally understand how like that kind of suffering 
and I don't know, you didn't tell me if that's the primary thing issue or not. Um, but that kind of suffering would, would, and, and crying out to God and like not having him here would be like, what, how th- this makes zero sense. Um, I, I think that like the, the more satisfying answer to that question than like some kind of logical answer would be the, the fact that, at least for me, the fact that Jesus also suffered, that's not an answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds very Sunday school, doesn't it? Yeah, thank you. It's, it's, <laughs> never heard that one before. <laughs> so <laughs> the... The, I, the, the fact that God took on flesh and underwent like the, the same kind of excruciating pain. It's almost like if you're like, you're like yelling at God, like, why, why are you not solving my problems? And instead of solving them, God comes down and experiences them with us. To me, that's at least beautiful. If it might, it might not be satisfactory. <laughs> it's it's beautiful, sure. But but okay. to me, yeah, it's it's compelling. Um, I don't know if if Jesus experienced depression. I mean, I, I assume on Gal- like in the Garden of Gethsemane, he he wasn't happy, <laughs> <laughs> sweating drops of blood. Um, yeah. What do people usually try to, to tell you? <laughs> um, most people avoid it. Yeah. Actually. Um, or just tell me repeatedly. Actually, my, my family hardly ever talks about it, but they just tell me repeatedly that God loves me. So. Do, other, do other Christians try to engage you on this? People don't. People don't really. People um, <laughs> they engage you on your hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real issue they, yeah they um they talk about you know my hair or my um politics uh-huh. or those kind of things they don't actually talk about they don't ask you why you might not believe in god yeah not 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 much um which i guess you might not be I, as public with that anyways i don't actually if until now if you, <laughs> even if you notice on my my Big announcement <laughs> my facebook posts i think Keyshawn mentions that i'm an atheist more than i more yeah. than i even do like <laughs> i just like <laughs> okay yeah um i because and part of the reason is because um i am where i am but like i'm not set in where i am kind yeah. of i just like I don't really know how to explain it to you. The fact that the the moment that um, I decided to <clears throat> quit trying or the moment that I decided that, you know what, I don't believe in God and I'm going to, or I don't have a faith in God and I'm going to admit that, um, how much more peace I had than I'd ever had before. Sounds like you're sharing your testimony. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can I have that peace too, <laughs> Yes, Titus, you can. <laughs> oh, man. But I feel like a lot of that was, you know, and I'm going to keep using biblical terms like kicking against the pricks or whatever, but it was the moment that I was, like, honest with myself and honest with the world, I guess, about how I actually felt. And I'm like, I'm tired of pretending. And there was just a lot of freedom in that. I yeah. Guess. Testimony well, over. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, when we have like cognitive dissonance, where there's like two ideas in our head that don't don't um, are not able to. Why is the word slipping me? They they can't get along. <laughs> you can't reconcile them with each other. Like, and and then we drop one of the ideas. Then that cognitive dissonance just kind of evaporates. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's part of what you experience. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> I'm trying to to figure out how to pivot to the other things we were going to talk about. <laughs> there's, Which ones? <laughs> there's, there's really no good segues here. Okay. Um, what else did you want to talk oh, about? Oh, I did want to ask you what you think about Jesus. Um, <laughs> Jesus was a nice man. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I find this, I've talked to a lot of atheists and I used to, actually the first podcast I had was like a show debating atheists um, mm. and that was more like the logical case for, for God or against God. It was, Did you explain to them that like the banana is the very reason that God exists? <laughs> your hand, yeah. the, bana- is the banana, is that what you're saying? Yeah. The, the way your hand fits around like your, the, ten point. the digits. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like. If, if God if God doesn't exist, what are all the churches for? And who is Jesus's dad? Hmm. Okay. Um, what I was saying is that I've, I have engaged with a lot of atheists, and very few of them dislike Jesus. Most people, no matter what religion they are, whether they're a Christian or not, find him to be compelling. And when I say that I'm a Christian, like that's that's basically what I mean. Um, you could even say, and I'm I, I'm careful when I say this, but you could even say that I believe that God exists because Jesus believed that God exists, right? <laughs> so, so this person, Jesus, uh, is so compelling to me. His teachings, his way of life, his sacrificial death, and the movement he inspired, at least the sort of the fringe of it that I think is actually following his teachings is so compelling and inspiring to me that I don't think that it could happen apart from some supernatural dimension inspiring it or animating it. Um, it's it's kind of like a backward, back, like coming in the back door. Like most people will be like, all right, first you got to establish that God exists and then Jesus died for you and can wash your sins away. Whereas I come at it more from the back door and say, wow, Jesus is amazing. Parts of, of the movement he inspired have been amazing throughout history, like Mother Teresa, St. Francis of Assisi, Matthew Millian. <laughs> um, I love how you just put that yeah, plug he's in great. there. Um, uh-huh. and, and, and so I, I do believe that, that this movement is supernaturally inspired um it's not the only reason i believe in god but it probably is the primary one and and understanding jesus as the the revelation of the father so if i want to know what god looks like you mentioned you don't you wouldn't want to serve the god who you've experienced even if he existed well what about the god of jesus if god is like jesus would you want to serve him but how is that how is that two different gods like how is the um the god of jesus 
yeah, I mean, Jesus was a great man, sure. But um, the God of Jesus still, <clears throat> which I know he's, still condemns people to hell. The God of Jesus still c- commanded mass genocide. <laughs> debatable. Okay. Roll your eyes. <laughs> no, I didn't roll my eyes. I was I was <laughs> saying debatable. Um, okay, so by hell, so, any any form of hell is un is in, unpalatable to you? Oh, you're like, will you believe my way? They just burn up. It's okay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> just a little bit of pain, and then yeah. you'll disappear. <laughs> no, it's still really horrible. Um, so you don't want to believe in a God who sends people to any kind of eternal punishment. Okay. That's still but horrible. then, But my rational brain does tell me, I mean, you know, actions have consequences. Like, it, it makes sense. Like, yeah, it does. But it just... Um, feels like... How do I... How do I say this? Um setting people up to fail a little bit too in some that's the calvinist part yep of you. i know this is my calvinist part i'm sorry gonna push that back down again yeah. it rears its ugly head <laughs> oh my okay so you asked me mm-hmm. if what i thought of G- if jesus was a nice person or whatever i forget how exactly you said that yeah. i'm gonna ask you the same thing about god uh-huh so you say, do you, do you, but so you've come in through the back door, mm-hmm. and what has the back door led you to believe about God? That God is like Jesus. <laughs> okay, but on what basis? I, I think it's the the testimony of the New Testament is is pretty crystal clear on this. So Hebrews says that Jesus is the exact representation of the Father, like. All throughout the New Testament, the church had this conviction that if you want to know like what God is like, look at Jesus. I mean, I, I get this line from like Brian Zahn. I'm not original with it, but okay. um, yeah, I think the entire New Testament teaches that. So, are you asking me why I believe the New Testament? <laughs> is that the question? Um, I don't know how to like how to frame my question but so I'm, like, I'm coming in i'm attracted to jesus i come in and i find god and then this is a god who commits genocide and sends people to hell so you're like even if you came in the back door you, you're still believing in a monstrosity of a god <laughs> is that what you're saying well, when you put it like that <laughs> okay yeah so i'm i'm deeply uncomfortable with the conquest of canaan okay there's a couple ways to view it one is sort of the conservative view that says, well, God gave life. He has the ability to take it away if he wants to. These people, and these people legitimately, a lot of them were doing things like sacrificing their children to evil or to idols. Um, so there was a lot of bad going on. And the conservative view would say because of that, God had the right to come in and just snuff them all out. Well, that still doesn't answer the question of why he killed babies and, mm-hmm. and that sort of, and children. Um, so if you take a step away f- from that more conservative approach, you could. there's work that's been done by like Paul Copen and others who say that these are exaggerated war accounts. So in the Old Testament, so it, an analogy is if, I don't follow any sports, what's a sports team? The Washington... I don't know either. Ca- so it used to be triumph. Redskins and now it's Commanders or something. The Washington Commanders like crushed 
the Houston Astros. I think those are two different sports. <laughs> One of them, I think, is football and the other is baseball. I don't know. Either way, you would understand that they didn't literally like crush them. <laughs> they didn't like stomp up and down on them. So this is this is an allegory, just like the story of Job. Not not an allegory as much as exaggeration. Exaggerated okay. war records. So we see this in other ancient documents from the Near East where there was these. Um, war accounts where they said they wiped them all out they destroyed all of them but they were just exaggerating and and we see this even from the bible itself there's i wish the passage came to mind right away but there's a passage where it says that they killed all of them including women and children and then a little bit later like a couple chapters later there's still the, the same tribe is still alive <laughs> so if they actually killed all of them how can they be alive later um, so even within the Bible, we it, it, it's not consistent to say that mm-hmm. they actually annihilated all of them, and then you could say it's not consistent that God commanded them to so, annihilate all of them. So um, what about Job? Job? Would you not agree with me that if a father um, had a son and treated his uh, son the way God treated Job, like, would you not agree with me that that would be kind of abusive? Like, literally almost like flaunt flaunt his son to his yeah. friend job job is but the, i know people who just say that that's just an allegory too so i i well maybe it is so when when it says job is from the land of us us wasn't actually a place it was kind of like saying timbuktu <laughs> yeah so it's not really rooted in like specific geography there's a lot going on there i I need to look into that a little more. I don't I don't know quite what was what was all going on. But it's interesting. Like Job is the book of the Bible that deals with this issue. Um like the problem of pain. You have if you read the first couple chapters, it, it's actually Satan inflicting that on on Job. Um but he has God's permission. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and so you could say that in, in any form of suffering, if if God is sovereign, um, but he like has permission. also God kind of Satan inflicted it, but God kind of set it up. Like he's um, like, hast thou not seen my servant Job? Like, he's have bragging. You, have you not seen him? Like he's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, why don't you just do whatever you want to to him? I don't care, and I'm just gonna like sit here and watch, and he will still serve me. Well, Satan initiated that. So God was bragging to Satan, and then Satan said, oh, the reason he serves you is because you just give him everything. Um, And then God's like, and then he, I think Satan maybe suggested doing all that stuff. I don't don't know. Either way, God allowed it. That's the point. So if if I'm a father and someone comes up and says, the only reason Zion loves you is because he has all his needs met, and I was like, okay, like, go beat up Zion. Mm-hmm. That's what you're Kill saying. Kill his children. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Take. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. Um, See. I love the book of Job. And, and it's a, um, it's an, and a very beautiful story. Like, truly yeah. amazing. And I don't know the countless times that people have told me that my mother is just like Job, just like reminds me of just like Job because, you know, she's been through 
so much and is like very it's chronic chronically ill and just one mm. thing after another but which is which is beautiful like you know to serve god even when um in the midst of it's dusty texting you no it's actually actually kayla okay. um henry's wife yeah um anyway now you just totally distracted me yeah it's a she great was supposed story. to give you my shoes that i left in her house oh yeah did she not do that no she did not do that so a lot of a lot of the old testament like if i would try to find things that are problematic about it like you can find a lot worse stuff than job <laughs> um very true very true but, but i have like i have found if i bring up the book of job to people uh, to christians they either say i don't know or i don't care and I mean, which which are okay answers those yeah. are okay answers they're not okay for me personally yeah but it's a it's an okay answer mm. but so i would i mean i can or else I, they I, say I, it's an allegory yeah not even if it's an allegory it's telling you something about god which is your whole point your whole problem right. with it i mean i, I just, i've never had someone like frame this question to me like this it's a good question and i'll think about it and look into it. i'm sure if you google apologist answer to okay. this question <laughs> you'll find someone giving you an answer um but my point was that yeah if i want to go looking for issues in the old testament i can find a lot of things that oh, make yeah. me deeply uncomfortable i did i want to come back to the conquest of canaan because like i didn't tell okay. you that the next level so okay, sorry. what i told you was the middle level and then there's another approach that like greg boyd writes about where he says that the Israelites misunderstood God and that God actually did not command that. Um, and he has a ton of work he's done on that. Um, how like he still believes in the inspiration of scripture, but just, yeah, he's, he says that Israel is on a journey and God is bringing them like step by step. It's kind of like progressive revelation and that that was not his will, which, so that view, I, I hope that view is correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm open to it being correct. I don't actually know. I would say something, the, the most conservative view that is unpalatable to me, but somewhere like either Greg Boyd's view or Paul Copen's view, one of them is correct. It's it's funny, like a lot of these a lot of these issues, I don't have a hard position on. Even like evolution um, probably happened. If it didn't, I don't really care. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, and, and people like try to <coughs> pin you down and be like, you, you have to know. And I'm like, no, I don't like that. It affects my life. Mm -hmm. Zero. I um, actually made a meme about that last evening. I posted nice. all my, I had memes. Yeah. There's a lot like, going on there the, about origins right now. Yeah. Yeah. So Job. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to me that if you go to the new Testament, you don't, you don't find a lot of the same issues. You do see like yeah. Ananias and Sapphira <laughs> getting struck down. Right. Um, but um, and there's the whole, <clears throat> the New Testament is where hell is brought out a lot more. Okay, but, yeah. you know, once again, your actions have consequences. But I mean, technically in the Old Testament, actions had consequences too. I mean, there were yeah. definite reasons why you would just like rip a baby out of a mother's womb. Anyway, Yeah. just kidding dash the baby on the rocks that's in the bible um what where i was going with that is that 
my my faith rests primarily on Jesus, like I said earlier. And so even if there's issues in the Hebrew Scriptures, in the Old Testament, or even in other parts of the New Testament, that doesn't really affect my faith. Um, because I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm not a follower of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm not a follower of Paul. Um, and and so I, I somehow trust that this Jesus who I'm compelled by and the movement he inspired, parts of the movement he inspired, I always have to caveat that. He, he, like, he's the one I follow, and the rest of this is just kind of like swirling in the background. Now, the rest of it is important because in order to help make sense of Jesus, you need the rest of the Bible. I, I love the rest of the Bible. It's great, most of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't feel the need to like resolve all of these questions before mm-hmm. I follow Jesus, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, That's fair. Yeah. But, so you, you kind of lo- think Jesus was a, a, a great guy, but you don't, find him where the movement he inspired like super compelling like as no. in, like wow this is unbelievably amazing nope what about the cross as the paradigm for for conquering evil and the like the ultimate example of love and what you know the sacrifice yeah what, what true well, power like, looks like <clears throat> it's kind of funny because i actually got a facebook ban about um a month or so ago because I tried posting a picture of um, I can't think of his name right now the burning man the man that burnt himself oh one um, of those as like a protest a, a sign against oppression like back in the a lot of people did like, that back in the day yeah. yeah years ago yeah and technically it's what Jesus did kind of yeah kind of so I yeah. mean it's a, it's a beautiful yeah. beautiful um sacrifice i do agree but <laughs> that's about as far as you go with that yep that's about as far as it's not go. mind-blowing <laughs> sorry <laughs> see and and i i that's fair the the mind-blowing part of it i think is is partially divine revelation so oh. I I believe in Jesus because he's compelling, but I do think that part of the reason I find him so compelling is because the Holy Spirit has shown me how compelling he is. So then you might ask, well, why isn't the Holy Spirit showing me that? Um, I I assume you asked. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, is that a yes? (laughs) The choking on the energy drink? Yeah. I have. I have. Yeah. Yeah. And and if he would have shown, and I guess I already asked this question of if he would have shown you that, what would that have looked like? And you're like, I'm not sure. Um, maybe it would have looked like you speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did that never happen? So abortion. Oh God. <laughs> Just going right there. Yeah. That's cool. What do you think of, about abortion, Ditus? I think it's not great. Okay. Yeah. That's a fair thought. What do you think? I think that it's not something that the state should decide. Okay. I agree. Well, not really. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I, I agree that, okay, it's kind of complicated. Um, I don't, I don't support the state coercing any form of morality. So if I was going to use the state to try to get my morality across, I would probably vote for Bernie Sanders because he claims to care for the poor. And that's one of the primary things Jesus taught about. But I don't think that the, 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 like the violence of the state and the way they coerce things is effective. That's why I don't think socialism, at least historically, has been effective. Um, so I, I don't do that. I don't vote for Bernie. In the same way, um, I don't think, I, I, although I think abortion is morally wrong, I don't um, want to use the coercion of the state to prohibit it. So I don't vote okay. for pro-life candidates. That makes okay. sense. That's, That's why I said I agree with with what you said. Um, I'm I'm less curious. I'm less interested in what the state does. Oh. I'm more interested. Oh, in, <laughs> I'm interested really? in, in what's right or wrong, like Dang. what like the morals. <laughs> I'm an Anabaptist. <coughs> we don't vote. Um. So I would like to discuss the morality of abortion. Cool. Go ahead and discuss it. I'm listening. <laughs> I could be very contrary on this subject. All right, let's do it. I, you told me earlier that when I was adjusting your game that you're going to talk quietly. Is that going to change your... Is it? <laughs> I guess we, we have to, about to find out. If you start yelling, just back up from the mic because the gain will create static. Okay. I, I, I don't think I usually yell. Okay. Maybe. It's what you told me. But okay. Your voice has started to get a little louder. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> back up. When did you start like thinking contrarily about this topic? Let's, let's go back to let's go back to history. Yeah. When? Um, <clears throat> when you were nationwide. What were you? I was Eastern. Washington County. Well, apparently that's a denomination. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. Um, have you ever that heard of Rubenites? That was my chair. Okay, thank you for letting for the, us know. For the audience, I've not heard of Reubenites. Okay, Do they follow word. Reuben? Or Black Bumper. Yeah, I have heard of Black Bumper. It's pretty much all the same. Okay. Washington. <clears throat> so you're Black Bumper and you're that thinking was, about abortion? Was, I was only that till I was nine and then I was Eastern. Okay. Um, was a bunny trail. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was Eastern, I usually view my Eastern part of my life when I lived in Washington state mm-hmm. and I would have thought like a Mennonite, like a Eastern Mennonite. So I would have been pretty horrified at myself today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, when did it, s- <clears throat> I don't know um, when it started. It's kind of this whole slippery slope thing. It just like, just like took me right down with it. It's yeah. Really tragic. Red hair. Oh, I, I, my hair's totally brown, Titus. No, there's some red in it. Maroon. No, it's brown. There definitely is maroon in your hair. You can, there's a mirror right in there. If you, if you want to. It's brown. It is brown, mostly. There is some Are you maroon. Are sure you not seeing things? There is the 100%. <laughs> I can't tell if you're serious right now or not. Cause I, I, I thought you were serious, but you probably got me here. I love, 
I just love how I just gaslit you. You did. It was amazing. I, I mean, thought you forgot what color your hair was. I knew <laughs> I knew there was red in there. I just sincerely thought that you did not know it was in there. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. It's like pink and purple or something. I don't okay. know what it is going on up there, right. but I can't really see it. We're talking about when you started <laughs> becoming pro-choice. I'm sorry for gaslighting you, Titus. Yeah. Um, most annoying word in some context, but you know, okay, that's a conservative bro thing of me to say. <laughs> it's getting late. Um, yeah, I don't know, I forget where it was. Um, you're talking about your descent into pro choice. Oh, my slippery slope. Yeah, um, I actually honestly do not know at what point it was. Um, and it was kind of a gradual, um, like, as I studied it more, or as I, like, okay. It's like, too bad, like, your face isn't part of this. Like, all the expressions that are just, like, going on over there. All right, I'll, I'll try to be charitable here. So tell me about the studying. What what did you discover um, that changed your mind? <laughs> <laughs> What's a sincere so, question? So, number one, I don't think that life begins it conception okay like begins at conception and honestly more of my so the first time the first time like i made a facebook post about this Mm -hmm. um i was more coming at it from the angle of um the state or the government should not actually have a say in this Mm-hmm. Because what other what other um, what other medical procedures do like actually? Which I know you just rolled your eyes again. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Was that an eye roll? It's just like you just like look off the. Yeah, okay. Maybe that is like, an eye roll. Yeah, because no one actually rolls their eyes. Like, yeah, technically your eyes are rolling. It's just a subconscious. <laughs> I know. You keep doing it. That's kind of cool. Okay. I just found... <laughs> okay, what other medical... All right. All right, so... Yeah, but like I said, I'm not that interested in You're what, not what interested the state in the... does. Okay, so yeah. see, this is, this is at the point where... I'm an anarchist. Where, okay. This is at the point where I am more... Um, I don't like making blanket statements about myself, but at this point... I would not have an abortion myself, mm-hmm. but I don't have a problem with someone else having an abortion mm-hmm. because I don't believe life begins at conception. Mm-hmm. So when does life begin? You see, didn't see that, that one a, coming. Oh, I did see that one coming. <laughs> that is um, one of those gray areas, you know, because it's very fuzzy. Okay. Um. <laughs> Was that a joke? Kind of. Okay. Kind of not. So, there's much debate on this, and also I am not actually a doctor, so I can't actually speak. Um, all I can go is by what I have read and what I have mm-hmm. studied. Anyway, and there are very there are varying reports on this. I. I would need to. I have a whole thing written about this. Oh, but cool. Where? 
No, it's in my personal files. Okay. <laughs> Not published on the Kingdom Outpost? <laughs> no, I don't write for that, sadly. Much to Rebecca Moe's. Has she tried to get you to write? Oh, all the time. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. What would you write about? I don't know. Because <laughs> you're not into the kingdom, are you? But what am I on right now? Huh? But like what podcast am I on this, right you're now? You're on that Jesus podcast. So. Yeah. Mm. Touche. Yeah. Um, it's like I can, I can speak knowledgeably about kingdom stuff, but even if I don't believe it. It's true. So. Anyway, the moral of the story is I am I am pro-choice, but I am I'm pro-choice mo- mostly because I believe that and see, and I know you're gonna come back. Well, I want I want morals, but I be- it's more of a um, government thing, like my stance on abortion, um, because I don't believe that life begins at conception. It's literally an embryo not a child but um it's like a that's the that's the point you're trying to prove Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but you know um if you believe differently i respect that so is are, are plants alive are plants alive yes yes plants are plants uh, yeah that, that's also true. Alive. An embryo alive. is an embryo, and an embryo can be alive just like plants are alive. Okay. Okay, so you, but you just said but a little it's bit not ago actually, that it's not alive. But it's not. Life does not begin at conception. So there's okay. there's two pieces of, to this. There's there's the life piece, and then there's the human piece. Is this right. is this alive? Yes or no? I, is this human? Yes or no? Earlier you said life does not begin at conception so i was assuming you're saying no to that right okay um i don't know how to say this how to i okay so there is and at at however many weeks there's like there is a heartbeat Mm -hmm. there is life but not sustainable life yeah viability and I don't know. That's kind of. It's just say life doesn't begin at conception may have been the wrong word. So you're more don't concerned about viability, use. which means like like the whether or not the the baby can exist outside of the womb or not on its own. Basically, like, it's a parasite. <clears throat> I'm sorry. So sorry. all all the words are coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so. so so it's not the you're you're not sure whether life begins at conception or not. What you are I mean, like, sure of that is that it's not viable, is right? That- like, I don't know. I'm not gonna argue whether it's it's. I don't I don't know what what word I'm looking for, but yeah, just not viable, I guess, because at a certain point, like it, it, there is life, just like there is like that is alive. Yeah, sure. So there, I mean, there are technical definitions of what life is right. that biologists come up with, and most people, at least from my understanding, do not try to argue that an embryo is not alive because, right. like, if life is, you know, it grows, it <laughs> has the potential to to develop, um, which an embryo clearly has all that. 
Yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> the same as, the same as, um, sperm is alive. Okay, sure. So we've established that it's alive. Right. Okay. So what? So but the next question, I think the next question is, is it a human? Right. Right. Do you think it's a human? <laughs> what is it? Like, a, it is, is it, it a is cat? A clump of cells. <laughs> is it a plant? <laughs> What's going on? It is a clump on? of cells. Okay. Um, similar to like the placenta. Sure. So when, when do you think like, and I understand you don't think it's, it's black and white. Um, is there a, a period of time where you think it transitions from being a clump of cells to a human? So obviously when the when the fetus is born it is a child, right? It's a human at that point. Okay, it's yeah. a human at that point. So like we know this, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and um I had a niece born at like 24 weeks and is alive and is a human. Mhm. And a very special person so like obviously and you know survived outside of the womb where the line is i am not here to actually say where the line is okay do, do you think it's somewhere around viability somewhere around the, the time period where the, the baby can live outside of the womb on its own right okay because it's a parasite until <laughs> Such okay. a cute little parasite. <laughs> I'm sorry, because like I do want to be respectful of like other people's thoughts on the matter and to say that it's a parasite is could be very offensive, so but yeah, I did say that. Alright. So is it a human before viability, or does viability confer the status of human on it? Because even if it's in the womb, if it hasn't been born yet, you know, it's it's still viable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when it crosses that threshold of viability, does it get the honorific title of human? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Um... <laughs> I'm just asking questions. I'm not even debating you. <laughs> I know you are. You're I'm using the Socratic method. I know. It's cross-examination. It's beautiful. Um, this is all down to, like, technicalities, which... And I'm just going to keep coming back to the fact where, like, also, I cannot actually say anything, partly because I... Um, you're not an expert in the field. Right. And so I'm just going to keep repeating that. But when does human life begin? I do not know. Well, we know when life begins. We're, we're trying to figure out when the fetus gets to be called a human. Right. Because before that, it was just cells. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just cells. So, but, but I, so I think you're saying around viability is when it becomes right. human. That's that's where you stand. That's yes, the, the flag where I'm going to stand. Yeah, sure. Um, Whatever. So why? Why? 
Yeah. Okay, so. Is there a little okay. ceremony that takes place <laughs> in the womb? Okay, Titus. <laughs> right around viability, and there's a little when some do you... confetti thrown. <laughs> Yay, human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to just like ask some of these questions back to you. Okay. So, when do you believe it be- the clump of cells becomes human? Or is human? I mean, you could say sperm is human sperm. Right. And it's alive. Um, but we don't have any problem I, with wasted sure. sperm. So. At conception, um, it, it is a human with with the potential, everything that is necessary, if, if it's not interfered with, to develop into a human being. That is when I believe we can call it a human. I don't see so, any. I don't see any good transition point between conception and birth that makes sense to draw that line. I do see a place before that that makes sense. Now, having I want to make a caveat here, um, and and so because of that, I think it's always morally wrong to end the life after conception. Um, so the morning after pill is okay and, and here's where okay. i want to make my caveat okay i think there's a spectrum here I, I i think most people would agree that the morning after pill is not the same as me going upstairs and killing my son okay and, and a thought experiment here we just went there <laughs> well if if it is the same then like right it's a totally okay. different conversation i probably shouldn't even be talking to you okay. <laughs> like you're a nazi if, if, if it's the same okay. so i think most people understand that and a thought experiment that I've used to to conclude that is, so if you have a burning building and there's a two-year-old and there's like um, a couple vials of zygotes, like mm-hmm. microscopic fetuses, and you could save five of those zygotes or save the two-year-old, which would you save? If you if you're not saving the two-year-old, you're a monster, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So we all right. we all understand there's a difference, um, and and that's why if you if if we're talking about like the mother's life being at risk, that's that's a, a conversation that is is you know we should we certainly should be having like if if Brenna was pregnant and her life was at risk, and like a ninety nine percent chance I don't know I, I don't want to keep bringing that down to where I would, but let's say ninety nine percent chance she would die. What's that called? Uh, something embiotic. embiotic. Um, uh, you. <laughs> Something pregnancy. I had it before you. Um, <laughs> before I messed it up. Yeah, you just like. Yeah, in that case, like I, I would, I would say, Bren is more important to me for yeah. sure. And I feel like that's a um, um, caveat that's used by pro-choice people, where it's actually not. Um, it's very rare. Well, also, it's kind of a non sequitur, like. To, it's a red herring. Yeah, to bring that up because yeah. rape and incest is as well. Like most abortions do not take place in in the case of rape and incest. So if I can get someone who's pro-choice to say abortion is wrong, except in the case of rape, incest, and the mother's life at risk, I feel like I've I've scored a win. But mm. the point is, most pro-choice people will point to those things and just like hang out there, Use it even as though as well. even though they wouldn't say it's wrong, even when it's not those situations, which is really. To me, it's intellectually dishonest. Basically, to use it as an excuse. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, so I was making that caveat to say, yes, I do think human life begins at conception. I think there's a th- there's some somewhere we can at least plant our flag logically and say, okay, we, we don't know exactly where this pl- takes place. Here's a, a place that seems to make the most sense. Um, because I don't see any other place as logically making sense. Okay. 
I mean, unless you can show me the confetti party where this yeah, vibe no, no, fetus. But like with your caveat, I'm yeah. going to also make a caveat okay. and kind of go back to the law thing again. I know. But partly because <clears throat> I feel like one reason that pro-choice people, I do feel like it is a red herring, but one reason that pro-choice people use that is because of the way the way the laws are getting passed. There is a very real fear that it will be... Um, that that may actually become problematic. The, Where women will lose their lives because... Because because we um, care too much. We care more about the clump of cells than for the woman. Um, which I know sounds like um, conspiracy theorists. It's, it's slippery slope. I know. I know. It's, How did I land up It's the exact here? same thing as the right does with like... like it's, mm-hmm. it's, anyway, but... I um, I hesitate to say it because it does feel like I'm just, you know, one of those, like... Yeah. Eh. Anyway. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaiden's Tale. It's Handmaid's Tale. My bad. Have you ever watched Handmaid's Tale? No. Is it good? AOC was doing that. She's like, oh, they're going to come for contraceptives. It's, I don't know it's who not is. where it's going to stop. All the Democrats were doing it. You don't know who AOC is? No. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> okay, because, and they do have very good reason for that. I mean, Clarence okay. Thomas literally said after the Supreme Court's passed, what, uh, am I getting louder? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Back up. I'm sorry. You're getting fired up. <laughs> okay. Because after the Supreme Court passed, um, they overturned Roe versus Wade, Clarence Thomas said that and I cannot, they're big words and I can't say it right off, off the top of my head. The three other things that they were thinking of um, overturning and it was gay marriage and contraception law, the law about contraception and I can't think of the other one right now. But that is their, that is why that fear is there, which is actually, I know. They have they have basis for that fear, but I could go find. So this is called nut picking. It's where you find like the craziest people on the other side of the political spectrum, and you say this is what they all want. So like, you no. find find like Antifa and say this is what all the left wants. So so, I look at it and think, Clarence, Clarence Thomas said that. Like, not everyone is gonna you know actually go for that. Like, surely no not. one else is gonna go for that. Okay, but that's what I thought. Dude, they all want contraceptives, trust me. But that's Everyone what Everyone on that Supreme Court wants to be able to use contraceptives. <laughs> but that's what we thought about um, Roe versus Wade. It's Roe versus Wade is totally different. You have fifth, like a, a large portion of the American population who wanted Roe overturned. You do not have a large portion of the American population who want contraceptives. So out. I'm going to really sound like a conspiracy theorist, but there are more than you think. Who want contraceptives to be a lot besides followers these, of the way? <laughs> it's it's these people like even you scroll Mennonite and Maidens very much and there's this um Tim Kaufman. Oh. You just said his name. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's, there's Tim a Tim Kaufman, everybody. <laughs> if you're listening to this. There's some people on there who literally, you know, I made a, a post a couple of days ago about um about Republicans 
which okay yeah I'm doing this again but <laughs> it was a, it was a church sign and it said something about um apologizing for the people in their third marriage holding the st- sanctity of marriage oh yeah and I yet um yeah having protests in gay marriage and of course you know one of the comments underneath is oh but um if two men get married then they they can't have children and a person on their third marriage can still have children so there's your difference Ugh. and i'm like the, i know and i'm like and i just responded I was like no you didn't but like people responded to him like agreeing with him like oh there's a good point and that's the problem like you think that it people don't think that but like that's still not not i bet that dude uses contraceptives whoever he is mr kaufman oh, if you're uh, listening right in tell us whether or not you know it's tim miller maybe i don't know i can't remember the name at this moment so i may have watched the name but it, i know it's tim something anyway i mean that's an argument people use against lgbt rights or whatever right but, but it's but not it's the very, same as an um, argument against contraceptives it's the i have had various discussions with people talking about or even okay since we're just our dear resident um i don't know what that um made the memes about me um about the whole abortion issue and one of his biggest things is the fact that you know population is dwindling and jason mcfarland mm-hmm. you didn't want to say his name mm. <clears throat> <laughs> It's okay. S- someday we he'll can... be president, McFarlane. Mm. You know he's running in, t- in 2024? Yeah, he's going to be president of A Handmaid's Tale of America. And he'll be a Can't billionaire wait. at that point as well. Yeah, yeah. But see, America is just becoming more and more conservative. So in 2040, he will have his... his... America's I, not that was becoming more... <laughs> that was sarcasm. I was not serious. I was quoting him. You are just as good as me at like... <laughs> fooling people with your service i'm sorry no i was like i was you that was what very he said concerned about it as well <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how conservative he is on race he's like super left-wing <laughs> but but when it comes to abortion yeah mm-hmm. he's pretty right-wing yeah it's all um yeah anyway never mind <laughs> just gonna I don't. I don't know actually what he believes. I think a lot of it is just kind does of he know what he stunts. believes? <laughs> I don't know. I have a I podcast mean, with him coming out on Nasher Whitmer's show of talking about money it's here shortly. Bless your heart. I was pretty nice to him. About as nice as I'm being to you. Genius, <laughs> 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 <Jesus>, Titus. Yeah. <laughs> so much. We're talking about he was the slippery like... slope, right? I'm trying to get us off, Jason McFarland. The slippery slope of contraceptives being outlawed. I mean, you can run a poll. Can you run polls on Mennonite hood memes? Yeah. All right, run a poll and see how many people want contraceptives banned. I'm sure we can Google this. All right. I don't know Jamie. if it... You know who Jamie is on Joe Rogan? I don't listen He's to Joe Rogan. He's a guy who Googles stuff. Why not? He's a guy who Googles stuff. <laughs> I don't listen to Joe Rogan. Check. Um... All right. Most Americans support free, widely available birth control. <laughs> if, and then I need to pull up, if abortion pool is banned. Hmm. Maybe they don't if abortion pool is not. Um, yeah, I'm just seeing that headline. 
Some states are already targeting birth control. See, that's the kind of clickbait where they're trying to get you. All right. 61% of Americans in this poll said they support. Wait. I just clicked on it and I messed it up. All right, I'm, we need to do some um, fact-checking after the fact because people probably don't want to listen to me fact-check this. I don't care fact-check um, it, but I'm I don't know. I'm still pretty sure you're you're wrong there. Okay, sure. fine. I can be wrong. I don't care like about um, being – if I'm proven wrong, then that's okay. Pretty sure most Americans are fine. I actually agree with you that Even probably most are, Americans it, are fine with it. But I'm just all, um, this was all part of my caveat to say, this is the reason these people are, are wigging, are freaking yeah. out about it, is because, um, like, someone did actually say that. Yeah. And even if, even and, if it is true that that will take place, that, like, doesn't have any bearing on the issue itself. The issue itself should be considered within its own right, mm-hmm. um, like, the slippery slope is actually a formal logical fallacy. I told this to an old guy in my church once. Um, an old guy? <laughs> okay, I love yeah. that you added that part. Okay. <laughs> After I taught about transgender and he told me it was the most disturbing talk he ever heard. Um, um, okay, can we, can we circle back to that later? Okay. To transgender? <laughs> sure. Um, the, so the slippery slope argument, I, I think we can lay that aside and just look at uh, look at the issue itself, irregardless of what happens down the road. Um, okay. And I'm like I said, what the government does, I'm not as concerned about is like what what is morally right and wrong because we have like a whole social justice movement in America that I think is great. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter and Social Justice Warriors, which is an insult that I don't know how could be an insult because that sounds pretty dope. Um, but I don't understand. So so help me out with this. I'm just as passionate as most leftists are. <laughs> I'm lumping in with them. Um, Thank you. Everyone does. <laughs> I'm just as passionate about racial justice, about justice for immigrants and, and that sort of thing, justice for the poor. What I don't understand is how abortion is not included in that. Um, I guess if you don't think it's a, it's a living human, you just, yeah. <laughs> it's because it's because people, um, women's rights are included in that. and. But my rights as an American to not have a Mexican steal my job, I, I could say the same thing. Like, that's what conservatives say. They're they're saying, "Oh, re- immigrants are infringing on my rights mm-hmm. as as a free American. Um, reparations is stealing right. from me. It's my stuff, right?" So there's always a trade off. If we're if we're trying to protect people who are at risk, people who are vulnerable, it's always going to cost people with power, right? So mm-hmm. the the mother in that situation is the person with power. If she's going to carry that child to term, like. That's an incredible, like, burden, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally. Um, it's it's not easy. It's And then, like, what are you going to do after the baby's born if you're a single mom? Like, that's a whole nother discussion. Like, that's, I'm mm-hmm. not making light of that. But at any time, and I, I don't think the mother should bear that response, like, the weight of that either. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the father and the community and the government 
should should help for sure. Um, my point is just that whenever there's a social justice issue, the victim supporting the victim is always going to cost those with power, right? Okay. I I would I'm not interested in like voting injustices who will ban abortion. I'm not interested in that fight. What I would love is for young people, because old people are going to die eventually. What I would love is really? for young, so young, young justice mind. Now I'm getting loud. Young justice minded people who are passionate about social justice to incorporate this into like their striving for social justice. Because like in in 30 years from now, or like in 100 years from now, I think we're going to look back and see some stuff we did and be like how in the world did we do that? Like, how did we buy clothes that were created in sweatshops and support slavery and, and that sort of thing? One thing I hope will also be the case. Oh my, is that we will look back and say, how did we ever think that it yes. was okay to kill these innocent is that inco- babies? Is that inconceivable to you? Is that inconceivable to you that that would take place in, in, in like 60 to 80 years from now? Mm. That people would in look Jason's, at it logically. In Jason's, um, <laughs> Jason's Handmaid's Tale America? Sure, in Jason's Handmaid's, Ter- Handmaid's Tale America. So sure, that I, I'm more interested in like changing people's minds, right? Mm-hmm. To where you're like, yeah, that logically speaking, how is that not alive, number one, the same way that a plant is alive? And gosh, it, it, it sure seems like that's a human. I mean, it's not a cat, right? <laughs> so, well, and and the, the, the viability thing, here's the thing. If we ignored, and I'm sure you've never heard this before, but if we oh. if we ignored an infant, it would die too. It's just really? as much as a, of a parasite. Like it's, it's seriously a parasite. <laughs> My kids, dude, try having, try having a, a kid and then 11 months later having twins. No, I'm not going to do that. It puts the capital <laughs> P on parasites. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have a brother who had um, four children under three, so they had twins and then two more right after that. All right, we've yeah, been talking for an hour and 40 minutes. Okay. I think this qualifies as long form by now. Okay. But you wanted to talk about transgender. <laughs> sure. Okay. What are your thoughts on it? First of all, do you have more of that? Hmm? Do you have more of that? Uh, yes. Yinglings? Please. <laughs> they sm- they smile or laugh occasionally. <laughs> They're not listening to us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brenna is. I think this is a good thing. Thank you. It's kind of cold. Is it? I'm cold. I feel like it's warm. <laughs> You're getting heated. <laughs> no, not at all. This is okay sorry i'm watching your like i see it flares up on my screen when you talk loudly i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> it literally turns red <laughs> monitoring it all here. So. i told you that um that i would i usually talk quietly especially when i'm nervous so it like it means like i've gotten more comfortable i think so. i've gotten you loosened up an hour <laughs> and 40 minutes in <laughs> took a while or something 
All right. Anyway, you, you said that you me. gave a talk, or yeah. you, how, what, um, what about exactly? How did this go? Uh, I, I just want to hear about this. I was this. teaching in Koinonia, which is not the church I'm in now. And we went through a book on a lot of hot button cultural issues by David Platt. And I talked about LGBT and um, what else did I teach about? I forget. Um, lots of hot button issues. So, yeah. That was one of the conversations I had. <laughs> All right, this is going to get even more long form. <laughs> I just, I want to hear your thoughts. On transgender specifically? Yes. Okay. Or all of the above. Um, like what? What's the question? <laughs> Do you want me to give the talk? Okay, so you said, you said that this old person, um, I forget what, what did he say about? He said it was the most disturbing talk he ever heard. So why why did he think it was disturbing? Because I did not call it a mental disorder. And I used terms like gender dysphoria rather than calling it like a psychological disorder. Which, to be fair, I think sometimes it probably is a psychological disorder, but probably not all times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what made him the most angry. And anytime you have a compassionate approach to this conversation in conservative churches, it'll probably make some people angry. Right. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? That was what I was wondering. (laughs) You don't want to go any further into this? I I don't care how Mm. far we go into it. Yeah. Um. Well, now that you poured yourself that, we have to keep talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Um, hmm. We talked about abortion. We talked about atheism. You still hang out with Christians a lot. <laughs> you must still like Christians. <laughs> You're literally like one of the most active people on a Mennonite meme group. I know. Tonight I made a meme about um, posting. Like the first one was like me posting non-Christian content on a Christian meme group, and then I, oh, yeah, was, like, I saw that one. me posting Christian stuff just so I don't feel excluded. Um, when did you first join the Dank Kingdom group? Um, like as soon as I got Facebook, which was. <laughs> How did you find it? Um, Anthony J. Anthony Hertzler is my cousin. Oh yeah. So um, it started in 2019, I think, right before COVID. Yeah, I didn't join till like sometime in 2020. It was wasn't until like the fall of 2020. I don't think. Gotcha. Um, I joined. The first thing i remember happening after i joined was um titus kipper's um or i don't know how to how to pronounce their last name but francis james okay um them they're free the pepper campaign oh yes that was the first thing like one of the first my pronouns are his okay I don't care if you call me they. That was a joke. I actually, I actually tend to. Um, Wait, you joined right before Free the Pepper. Yeah. 
wow. So first of all, back to that, I actually tend to like ref- use they them pronouns for just about everyone. So my my employee so, used they them pronouns for a dog recently. I found that interesting. <laughs> he's, I think he's outwoked you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so that was pretty far in. That yeah, was yeah. So that was even before legit and Mennonite Hood, right? Or no? I think it was le- after legit, legit wars. I think. So what happened is Dank Kingdom Christian memes purged everyone. I assume yeah. you were not part of it before that. I was part of it. Before. Oh, you were okay. And then and, what happened is Curtis created a refugee group. So when they purged... You might know more what happened, actually. I was yeah, so out. when they purged... Okay, and then there was, like, Rebecca's post and... Free sister controversy. Right, and then I, um, Sheldon Byler, and I started... Or Sheldon Byler started, um, oh, Dank City. Well. Oh, yeah, Dank City. What uh-huh. What's the deal with Dank City? I don't think I'm a part. I don't I think I am about either. Dank City. Anyway... Um, he, he had started it and then like him and I were admins on it and, um, then DKCM purged everyone mm-hmm. and went to DPLM and Dank City, but like DPLM had most traffic. I mean, they had Curtis and I think it was like Curtis and Dusty and then Packy maybe or something. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And so then I, then there was kind of a Dank City DPLM war really? a little bit. And then at one point, I, like, got annoyed at the Dank City people, so I left them, and then mm-hmm. Curtis made me admin of DPLM. There you go. So, yeah. How did Packy rise to power so rapidly? I I honestly don't know how Packy got in there. Um, I feel like, originally, Curtis was just adding people as admins. Like, I don't know who the original admins were. By the way, this is an hour and 47 minutes in if you want to time stamp it for the the hood people so they can skip everything and get to this gossip. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so now I forgot what I was saying. Oh, I don't I don't know who the original like I feel like it was mostly Curtis and Dusty. Like I know that when I was um I had my whole um dank city thing and i was like being really annoying on dplm and dusty messaged me and told me that i needed to that he was like muting me because he didn't have time to like monitor my dusty. <laughs> content was Which... he like serious about his mod job or what oh, yeah he is was. he still no he's not on facebook anymore so he's not um, a mod he's like on a break or something okay. it, it was very funny because very recently Hood memes is having their whole um like uproar about the mods um extreme power and which is honestly very whack but and i went back and i looked at like the first message Dusty ever sent me and it was like um i'm going to bed now i don't have time to like monitor you and i don't want you to post any stuff in the middle of the night so i muted you and like it's kind of funny your whole um freedom of speech thing but like everyone on here wants a serious thing because it was supposed to be a refuge for from dkcm like they were purged from dkcm and it's supposed to be a kind anyway and at that point i thought that dusty was like a kingdom christian um no i thought he was a 35 year old um trump supporter um yeah it was his profile picture at the time i think i was like yeah he said some colorful profile pictures yeah, it was, it was a picture of him, but he had like a flag shirt on. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, 
He's also bald. That doesn't help. <laughs> no, I just like thought he was like an old white man. It was like head anchor issues. Just like very okay. Anyway, I'm just gonna stop talking maybe, now. Maybe he does still. I don't know. No, he doesn't. Okay, He's good. Like the sweetest person. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I don't know where we were going with that. I don't either. We're gossiping about Mennonite thing. memes. Yeah. Oh, I think I I mentioned that you're still friends with Christians. Oh, um, so it's kind of one of those things that like I I can't leave because I have too much FOMO, so I just like stay. Um, no, but honestly, um, if it wouldn't be for the people on the Ninth Kingdom groups, my view of Christianity would be much different than it is today. So it's higher because of the Dank. Honestly, it is. I don't know how that happened, but it is because there are actually some really good people on there. Yeah, and and people with good senses of humor. Yeah, that too. Yeah, but like people that I actually respect, like. So. <laughs> Really? JLP. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> said no. You know this is gonna end up on some JLP reel. <laughs> I mean, he's a nice person. He's, he's a very s- sweet guy. He is very sweet probably guy. Like nicest, I just—he's probably the nicest guy on Mennoniteid memes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that probably out like he never actually has a confrontation with anyone. <laughs> he just does. He just like posts most that, icon. Yeah, which it's it's. It was funny the first two times I saw it. You don't. You're not a fan. <laughs> I'm just flattered every time it happens because it's my face. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just like watching um, Jay Anthony Hertzler and Matthew Milioni heart reacting and stuff to me because it's his fa- it's their faces. Yeah. so cute. Anyway, <laughs> no, as far as like people I respect, um, Matthew Milioni actually. I have a lot of respect for him. I don't have you ever met him? agree with him on everything, but I have a lot of respect for him. No, I haven't. I was in Boston once, and that was, happened to be the time he was on the West Coast. Mm. Um, and Catherine Hartzog. And Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this makes me nervous. We're giving shout-outs. This is actually going to be, like, aired. <laughs> yes, but... and we're going we're gonna to plug this thing <laughs> on Mennonite News <laughs> to death. Trust me. But like Jalyn talks about her deconstruction and abortion, and then we gossip about Mennonite hood memes at the end. Uh, this is like the most clickbait episode. <laughs> <is> so terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna plug this one to death. Sharon Graber Carpenter, hmm. even though she's married to my um, isn't she Bishop's part of, nephew? Isn't she part of Deep Farm? Sharon? Yeah. She I, went to their gathering. She did, but technically I was invited to the gathering. Really? And I wasn't. <laughs> Wait, How weird is Wait, that? What? I was invited to the first one and I didn't go. You weren't invited this time? Not to the second one. <laughs> Were you invited to the first one? No. And Okay. Maybe they decided strike one in your house. How did you fall from grace? Oh, man. I don't know. I, I guess they decided because I didn't come, I wasn't invited. Yikes. If no. any if anyone from Deep Farm is listening to this, explain to me how this pro choice agnostic <laughs> was invited to your gathering, but this loyal follower of the way was not. Explain <laughs> that to me, Matthew Melioni. No, it was one day Abby Brim messaged me, which like she never messaged me. But she messaged me one day and she's like, Hey, we're having this gathering. Do you wanna come? 
And if you want to message David, um, I did, but I was busy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're sweet people, I think. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So you didn't disown all of them during like the free sister stuff? <laughs> I feel like there was <clears throat> like a split between all the free sisters slash like people without <laughs> much of a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> who like got really angry, maybe for for good reason in some situations. Um, so I technically, even though I have a lot of respect for a lot of these people, I also very I have gotten very annoyed at a lot of them. The left wing. I don't know which wing, just like all wings. Um, <laughs> well, because partly, so first of all, um, I don't know. I guess I was technically a free sister or am. I don't know. I don't know what uh, I am. Are you a patriarchalist? No, not at all. But, okay. you know, okay. So, and then I was like in free folks and stuff and in a bunch of the, oh, yes. um, oh. those groups. Until it got to the point where, like, people from both sides would message me. And then um, <clears throat> certain people decided that I was, like, they would message me if I had, like, leaked stuff. Or um, this one night, I think, like, it was within minutes, several people messaged me at the same time. And they all sc- shared a screenshot, like, the same screenshot. They're like... Um, what do you mean that, mean here? And I think it was, I had, I think you might actually, yeah. It had, I had made a comment that said that, um, supposedly Ann Cat and Titus Kipfer and Julian are unsafe people. Yeah, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was like totally, it had nothing to do with them. It was like someone else who was like having a problem with Keyshawn. Wait, and so someone said like, that you were unsafe. Yeah. With, someone was like having a problem with like Keyshawn and then they went down and looked at mutual friends. They're mutual friends with Keyshawn and I was one of them, which I knew them in real life. And then they like listed these other. Anyway, it's like it was like a whole bunch of drama. And they like they came to me like, how do you know this? Like, where did you hear this? And um, I think that this was post. We had post said something about this in this one group, and I wasn't even part of that group. Anyway, and I'm like, guys, I'm so tired of this. Like, why? Just let me alone. Like, why? Why do there have to be so many sides? And then there's like the side that stand up for. Um, Okay, you really didn't want to get me started on this. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to get loud. <laughs> Sorry. Stand up for what? There's people who stand up for um, abuse victims, which is beautiful. And then there's people who... Isn't that everybody? And then there are With people... With a few outliers. Right, right. Everyone does pretty good at that. But then there are people who almost... Um, in their... I don't know how to how to word this, but like in their fight for um, in their fight for defending people, they hurt more people. Mm, sounds like you're gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it happens, everybody. <laughs> Jalen is um, victim blaming here. Anyway, okay. Trudy Metzger, are you, are <laughs> no. you listening? <laughs> I love Trudy. She's a gem. Anyway, um, 
That was deeply problematic, what you just said. Okay. So sorry. <laughs> I have no idea what the, what, whether what you're saying is, if whether you're being serious or not. I'm not. Okay. See, I got you. You got me about two or three times. Okay. No, it's kind of... Anyway, and, and and so it was at that point, like, I literally left all of the kingdom groups. I'm like, I'm, I'm just done with this. Like, As I'm, we all have from time to time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, um, yeah, I was just done with it. But then I rejoined Mennonite Hood Memes, and I rejoined PKCM for the first time, like, since I've been purged, like, I was out for months, and then I was like, okay, fine, I'm bored one day, so. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, other than that, I don't need all these off flying yeah um, those are the only two groups i'm part of i i couldn't handle i, I was part of free folks for a bit i mean i have i have friends in there who I oh think yeah are wonderful but definitely the vibes were just like not not really me <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just, seems a little moralistic for me <laughs> um i just <clears throat> like i get tired of fighting and there's a lot of fighting on on midnight and memes but like there's also which i've left it angrily before too so rage be quit yep i'm done with this it's like all this argument arguing oh and then um i was told that since i had been admin then the leftists were like liberals were overrunning the page and i'm like okay cool yeah and that's when you were no longer which admin. maybe was kind of a joke i don't know we will, you never know with curtis we will hope that it's a joke i need to do a long form with curtis yet <laughs> I've had some serious conversations with Curtis where he was like acting like he was trying to become a Christian. And I think I think he was serious. <laughs> was he not serious? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like he would send me long <laughs> Okay, maybe he got me. <laughs> he would send me don't spit it out. I don't want to see it come to your nose. <laughs> He would send me long voice memos about like his life and how Curtis, if you're listening, tell me if you were you're lying to me. I don't even know if he knows when he's trolling and when no, he's not. He it's it's all like just it's all Curtis. Um, he's a sweet person in a lot of ways, which <laughs> he would hate to hear me actually say that because he doesn't want to be a sweet person. But no, he I I um, genuinely I like have, him. I also think that. I, have, he's, I think he's getting better. I have also right? had moments that, and see, and this was over that time that everyone came came to me and I like left all the groups was over the same, and this was like when the fashion group started. And Mark Masoner. Uh, yeah, it was before the Mark Masoner blow up. Oh, this is really becoming gossip. Yeah. I don't even know what the Mark Masoner blow up Oh, he has me blocked, was. so. Oh, boy. That's cool. He won't hear this. Uh, he can still I hear this. I actually like know his family in real life, like his. Is he is he super rich? Is Mark Masoner or Jason McFarlane richer? Apparently he's hanging Mark out Masoner with Jeff Bezos ex wife. Oh Mark Masoner is. Mark Masoner's wait. Mark Masoner is. Sure. I and he goes to the same party. gym as um um I can't think of the names. Those two actors. That doesn't narrow it down. I know, I know, but she's like very I can't, I'm, it's too late, my brain can't function, but, like, um, she's on Gossip Girl, which you don't know Gossip Girl. Um, okay, anyway, <laughs> anyway, never mind, moving on. 
Supposedly he goes to the same gym as them too, so it's it's really hot stuff. Anyway, um, so this was back before that when the whole fashion group started, and it had a lot of my IRL friends on it, and Curtis and Keyshawn were trolling, and Curtis was very, um, was just being Curtis, and some of the things that he said to like. Some of the people in there, which were people that I knew in real life who had actually, um, my one friend had, like, she was going to trial for her mom, who was on trial for, like, multiple counts of abuse with weapons and all kinds of stuff. Like, it was, it was really horrible. And, like, these are people that have actually, like, real life trauma and, Curtis's what Curtis was saying was like triggering them but at the moment that I messaged him and told him and I just like told him just a little bit and immediately he's like I will stop like I won't do I won't and like I respect that yeah like if you actually have a conversation or especially the last while if you actually have a conversation with him um he actually does care about people yeah so Curtis you have a heart if you're listening yeah he hates when people say that he has a heart, but he does. I think that's a good place to to, to wrap this up, saying nice things about Curtis, about Lord Curt- Lord Pepper. Is that what we call him? Sure. Yeah. Lord Pepper, we're all here because of you. You know I told him to start the group, right? I, I at least can take some credit for this. Oh, okay. For this whole drama the whole and meme, mess. The whole, okay. the whole meme universe. Yeah. I gave him a suggestion. He did it, so he gets the credit. Okay. And the Lord but gave me the idea. But this is actually your fault. <laughs> I don't know. He probably would. He was making some memes in another group that was not a meme group, and I was like, Ooh. "Hey, we should start a meme group." And so he did it. And here we are, three years later. Okay, Jolene Lemon. What is that? Jolene Lemon. Is that how she yes. says it? Yes. Is that how she? She says your name. Are you mocking her accent? Who's the she? You said you you sound like Rebecca. Oh, she like, she calls me all kinds of things. But like for a long time, she was like calling me Jolly, Jolly and Lemon, like off of, or Lemon off of some TV show that I don't even know what it is. But anyway. Because you're an idiot. All right. Well, we're going to call this a wrap. Okay. Goodbye and good riddance.